In a world full of film and TV news. This just in. Breaking news for you now. Gotta interrupt you here. We have some breaking news. Some breaking news. To another story that is breaking overnight. Three men have joined forces to bring you the Hello and welcome to the Weekly Cut Podcast where we bring you news and reviews in all things TV and film. My name's Brad Scott, Connor's got his legs crossed. I have. If I've not done my job right, this is my co-host, how are we, Connor T? Very well, very good, how are you? <laughs> I, I, did I say Brad Scott then or Bradley Scott? Yeah, Brad Scott. Yeah. Gave you a dress What sounds well. better, legit question? B dot. <laughs> Fair, let's B. stick B. with that. Uh, this week, what's coming up? So we are ranking the three big shows airing. We are going to be doing them in order from three, two, and one. They are HBO's House of the Dragon. This is not in order, by the way. <laughs> not a spoiler alert. Or is it? Uh, Disney Plus is uh, She-Hulk and Marvel. Mm. And then we've got Amazon's Ring of Power. Um, please check us out on Twitter at Weekly Cut. Uh, we've got a huge giveaway coming when we hit 10K, which is coming quicker than we expected. Is, so yeah. thank you to everyone. Uh, but first things first, let's play our usual game. Friends, don't lie. For anyone that doesn't know, just a quick segment to get our brains going. There's a there's a lie in these three statements, so play along. Connor, I need you to find that lie. Let's do it. Uma Thurman and John Travolta attempted the iconic dance scene in Pulp Fiction 17 times. They later decided to get drunk in Travolta's trailer and reshoot it. Tarantino supplied the wine. Ooh, okay. Jack Nicholson pulled a real gun on Leonardo DiCaprio in The Departed. Even though it wasn't in the script, he thought the scene was intense. Wasn't intense enough. I can definitely buy that. A Harry Potter stunt double was paralysed on the job. That brought it down a bit. That did. Bring it down. <laughs> yeah, uh, took a turn. Uh, so I just put it in there. I wasn't sure if I should, whether I was lying or it's true, but it's in there. And yeah. we'll, whether I was lying, we'll see. A big uh, lie. There is a lie in those three statements. So if you feel you know that, we'll play to you at home. Uh, but- I think the paralysed one is too deep of a lie. That's quite harsh to make up. Or am I horrible? Or, or am horrible. I a horrible person? Maybe. I think it was... I think it's probably The Parted, The Real Gun. I don't know how you get that on set. I mean, it's Jack Nicholson, so he does what he wants to say. <laughs> I'm going for number two. You are going for number two? Number two. Well, I've done ya. Oh. The lie is Uma Thurman. You lie! Disgusting. I do lie. Uh, yeah, sorry uh, to put that Harry Potter one in there. That's bad, that. Uh, to be fair to Harry Potter... Uh, well, I say Harry Potter like he's a real person. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe and the studio, Warner Brothers, they actually set up a, um, like a, not a GoFundMe, it was called something different back then, to pay for his medical bills, etc. his tuition, I think. And he now actually, the, the person runs his own produ- like a production company. What um, stunt was they doing? Uh, it was actually, it was in the last movie. Oh. So it must, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying, I was, I was trying to think of Deathly Hallows Part 2. And I just couldn't really think of a, a moment, but yeah, he, he was on a broomstick, so he done himself. Yeah. Oh dear! So sorry for that, mate. Get well, uh, get well soon. But anyway, maybe now for news, news, news. Yeah. News, 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 news. I brought you down with the paralysing. Okay, I've got to bring you back up with Top Gun Maverick, Tom Cruise. For anyone that doesn't know, today they took fifth spot from Black Panther in the domestic all-time highest-grossing movies. That's outstanding. This film is flying. Every week, a record breaks. Yeah, I don't know when it's going to stop. So last week, if you followed our Twitter at Weekly Cut, it hit top 20 best-selling digital within one week of release, which is extremely rare. That is mental. Uh, And like I say, taking the fifth spot of all time, 
No one can stop this man. It does, I don't think so. Because when this film came out, we thought it's going to be a good film, but it's, it's going to be like Tenet. Not Tenet, but it's going to be like it's just a standard film. 100%. You go to the cinema and it will do fine and that'll be it. What I love about this is a bit cheesy. But I'm going I'm going to go there. Go on. I'm not sure if any of us has ever said this, but do you, I feel like it united film goers and hear me out. Cause that does sound cheesy. The, because of the pandemic, not many old people were going to the cinema. Yeah. I see a lot of stuff when I'm sort of browsing around our Twitter of people saying this was the first movie they saw in about five years because of the pandemic, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and how much they love it. So, I, I just love the fact it brought the old older generation back to cinemas, mm. but yet people like us who wasn't that big of, of Top Gun fans just oh. knew of how iconic it was. And look what's happened. A, a success story. Absolutely. It's outstanding. It's mental. And now, how do you, do you think that'll have a rock-on effect to Mission Impossible? It has to, because I think top, Tom Cruise, you can't stop the man. And did, do you want to explain the video we saw? of him on the plane today. Did you see that? I was at work. I oh, didn't watch it. it. Yeah. So basically, uh, it was at CinemaCom, the footage, and he's on like a B1 plane, one of those old, like crop dusting planes. Yeah. Um, and he's speaking to the audience and then uh, just saying, can't wait for you to see Mission Impossible, da, da, da. And then he gets a call saying, we've got to go and do the stunt. So the plane just diverts and he's basically upside down <laughs> on, on standing on the plane talking to people and then goes, see you at the movies. The man will die. <laughs> The man will die uh, on the film set. That's a death wish. Yeah. Uh, but let's move on anyway. I just wanted to uh, give that out there. Right. This is probably the biggest news of the week. So I need your honest opinion here, Con. Mm. Deadline have reported that WandaVision's director, Matt Shackman, has left Star Trek 4 so that he can direct MCU's Fantastic Four. Ooh, yeah. Now, that come out of nowhere. Uh, I just want to say I personally am a little bit underwhelmed and a little bit worried there were multiple reports in the past that they were going to big-name directors. There was a, a story from Steven Spielberg was approached, but I yeah. think turned it down, and other big names. Yet they've now gone for Matt Shackman, who's only really done TV work yeah. for a make-or-break film as big as Fantastic Four. So I need you to tell me, is this a solid choice, or is it a little bit underwhelming for you? I think it's a solid choice in terms of Marvel choosing, because right. I know Matt Shackman's worked from before. Makes sense. But in terms of the magnitude of this film, they have to get it right. And I think they need a big name to come in and do it. I think magnitude's a good word. Yeah, and he's not the man for it. He's I, not the man for I it. I feel quite harsh saying that because WandaVision's got great Rotten Tomato scores. It is a little bit de- divisive with fans. I think we wasn't the biggest fans of it, yeah. but I can understand why people did love it in in a way. I sort of can. Yeah, I, see you. I, can, I can see what you mean, but I think for TV it works and he works with TV, fine. Done a job, yeah. well done. This is Fantastic Four. He has done a little bit of Game of Thrones, which I didn't know. Oh, okay. He's done a little bit of Game of Thrones. He done. He was a regular, I think, on Always Sunny Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, WandaVision, you know. He's done a bit of Fargo, which is obviously very serious and well thought of. But I think his only film is something like, in. I think with Liam Hemsworth, a really one, one-off film that didn't do very well. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not a filmmaker, but I don't know the difference. I'm sure it's different, sorry, between TV and film. It's got to be. I don't know why the... I can't get my head around why they, they chose him. I must have thought... Because One Division did kick off this Phase 4. It did. In January, yeah. It did. yeah. yeah. But, I mean, anyone could have stepped in and done that because it's, it's all there, really, isn't it? It's it's just... A, it's like, yeah, as you say, anyone can kick off um, Phase 4. What, like you said, the word magnitude, I'm really struggling at how they've not played this one safe. Yeah. 
And maybe people saying, well, he does know he's got relationships with Marvel and Kevin Feige, so it is safe, I, which you just alluded to, that it's a safe, maybe a solid choice for Marvel. But as you said, the magnitude of this movie, a lot of people are waning with Phase 4. Yeah. Whether you think it is or not, there clearly is a lot of people that are not enjoying Phase 4 as much as the others with MCU. Yeah. So this being their big next IP or Fantastic Four to kick off the Secret Wars, etc., era that we're about to enter into in 2025 that's very underwhelming it's concerning it is concerning. but and, and now the next we focus said, like absolute white <laughs> yeah boo Matt Jackman boo, yeah, boo. what if you tweet that's going fuck you dudes <laughs> uh, I don't know I just I think they've got to get the casting right now well because someone's got to pick it up I'm not sure if you planned this segue well I did not you did not plan anyway. this but it's good nonetheless so um, D23 is coming we know that we're going to bring everything on our Twitter keeping you all updated mm-hmm. It's going to be, the reports are now that it is going to be quite big yeah. in terms of Marvel's presence. They're doing a D, they're actually calling it a D23 Hall H presence. Oh, yeah. So it is going to, which obviously is a like San Diego Comic Con. So it is going to be big. And I, I am going to have a bit of fun with this list. We don't really do leaks or anything like that here, but it's more of a rumor. So we're going to have fun with it. And it was doing the rounds and trending uh, pretty much all week. So. This certain leak or rumour has been doing the rounds, as I said. Um, D23 weekend's coming up. This is a list of people that are apparently going to be announced on Saturday. Some of them also apparently are going to be on stage with Kevin Feige. So Ooh. this is the list. John Boyega, Henry Cavill, Jody Cormer, John Krasinski, Giancarlo Esposito, and Denzel Washington. That's, that's big. <laughs> that's why maybe I don't believe the list. Yeah. Because he's, I think, too big. Like someone said, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio's joining Secret Wars or something. I'd be like, no, he's not. But anyway, we're going to have fun nonetheless. John Boyega, let's start with him. Mm. What are you thinking? See, I wrote it down earlier. Either um, Isaiah Bradley. Okay. Or the son. Right. What, sort of? Or uh, Eli Bradley. Right, gotcha. Eli Eli Bradley could work, so Eli Bradley older. Yep. Because time could have passed. Yes, yeah. And he could be Eli Bradley. That's actually not. That's not a bad shout. If they do time jump, that could work. That, yeah. could, that could work. Or Isaiah Bradley back in time. Yeah, as Captain America, the Black Captain. I like America. it. Okay, that's good because there was always talks about the Winter Soldier um, from. Uh, sorry, Bucky and him had that altercation yeah. where he ripped off his arm. That's it. Yeah, or something like that. So that's actually a good point. Could be. I've put down here, Johnny Storm. Oh, okay. It was doing the rounds online. Yeah, uh, people are saying that they might be doing the Michael B. Jordan route. Um, and not doing the I, you know, the sort of famous white four family. Yeah. Um, which some people are obviously going to have an issue with, like every day and age. But I actually think he's got the chops for that. I think he could pull. It he's off. cocky. Yeah. Um, look, I'm not. I'm not saying I, I would definitely want that. I'm just saying with this list that's come out with John Byager's name there, he's quite big enough to take a big role like that. So. Yeah. I've just thought I'd throw that in. I like him. I do like him. I, I people, like John Boyega. People got gripes. Yeah, him, yeah. I think he's good. Oh yeah. Off people have their gripes um, from his sort of personal life, but in terms of acting, I have no idea why you wouldn't like that of him joining the MCU. No. So I'm just going to put that out. There. His best performance is um, the View advert. <laughs> for any for it's American fantastic. listeners, yeah, our cinema channel View. Literally, <laughs> he every time we go to cinema, we see John Boyega and Ridley Scott. Yeah. For goodness sake. So odd. Uh, next one is Henry Cavill. 
This one tickled me as well. Um, I'm going to go straight in and say the rumours are that he is going to be either Wonder Man, which is the series uh, already confirmed at Disney Plus, yeah, um, or Hyperion, which is basically Marvel's Superman. Okay. What would what would the world do if they brought him in and he was a Superman character for Marvel? It, it would go bananas. It would go mental. That would be the biggest Uno play yeah, of Marvel. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I don't... Have they got the balls or the cojones to do that? Can't they? Can't I don't. I don't think so. I don't think he'll take it though. No, I don't. I'm, I I can see him doing Wonder Man. Yeah. Um. I don't know too much about the character Wonder Man. We spoke about it before. Scientists gone wrong and etc. Um. But I I don't even know if I want to see him in the MCU. If I'm honest. Yeah, I'd prefer not to. Especially it's, with the Superman, where he may yeah. be back. Is he back? Is he not? It's like Denzel against Denzel. Yeah. I don't want to see him in the MCU either. Because I love him too much. I don't want him to... <laughs> don't, don't tank your name. No, fair enough. Uh, next one, we've got Jodie Cormer. Yep. Uh, I actually love this woman. No, legit. I'm in love with you, Jodie. <laughs> I love um, you, Jodie. People may know her from uh, Free Guy. Mm. She was the woman in that. Uh, Last Jewel. She was brilliant uh, in The Last Jewel. I've got to watch that. It's, oh, it, to be fair, she was... Regardless of the film being good or not, I thought it was great. Mm. She, her performance is brilliant. So her as Susan Storm. That's a solid... That's a solid casting. I don't see how that's not fun. That's just brilliant, I think. Yeah. I've got a feeling that one's true, and I don't know why. That makes sense. It ticks every single box. The the last jewel, also, for people that don't know, was Disney production. Oh, yeah, of course. So, um, again, uh, also Free Guy. Yeah. Obviously, moved to Disney Plus, etc. with Ty. So, um, yeah, that actually makes too much sense because she's worked with probably names in the MCU before because of the yeah. production. So. She knows the building. Those were she knows the building, yeah. She knows the car. So, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, I could do that. Now we'll move on, which makes sense with Jodie Cormer. Uh, John Krasinski. He's, he's got to be Mr. Mr. Fantastic. Fantastic. Has to be. And maybe you're not going to get Emily Blunt um, yeah. because she does a lot of stuff and she's obviously said before that she's not really that keen to join uh, superhero movies. Um, they, they could work together. Yeah. Do you want him, though? After seeing... Doctor Strange, do we now want... Like we had John Kras and we was like, everyone was really excited. And then we see him perform as Miss Fantastic. And everyone's a bit like, ah. Oh. I don't know many people, to be fair, as you just said that. I don't know many people that were going, oh, well, that just confirms that he is Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. After that performance, I mean. It was just a bit flat. I remember you saying, I remember you, me and you were, were on board with John Krasinski. And I remember seeing, coming back from Florida, watching Multiverse of Madness. And then you saying to me that, you could give or take without him being Mr. Fantastic now. Yeah, he was like Jim from The Office. Yeah. He just felt like Jim. And like the big gripe, he's the smartest man in the in the universe, and he mentions that. The only power of Black Bolt. Yeah, oh, that, that was terrible writing, really which bad. maybe didn't do him that much justice. But yeah, I uh, I could see that, them two. Yeah. But then again, if you was to ask me, would I want him as Mr. Fantastic? No. And the, the sort of rumours that were going around for Penn Bagley from you... I think does really work, but yeah, that does. we'll be doing a big breakdown anyway from D23. Mm. Now, let's get on to them. The two big guns of Giancarlo Esposito and then the biggest of big gun, Ooh. Mr. Denzel Washington. That's a big gun. <sighs> what do you make of that? Well, Denzel. As you said, you just said you may not want him. Yeah, I think, the thing is with Denzel, I, I don't think he'd fit a superhero film because his style is too like, you think of him, him coming in, um, Training Day. Yeah. And that's old Denzel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think of him in The Equaliser. That's his, that's his style. He's quite a cool cat and he's just a bit like, 
I think where would you slot them in the MCU? Where where now they're making we we'll get on to She yeah. Hulk soon, making shit jokes and they're twerking. She Hulk is yeah. twerking and Thor's a joke. And you think, don't come into this Denzel, just stay away. I am actually now trying to think of a Denzel film that is. I remember that film Two Guns with Mark Wahlberg, which had some jokes in. Yeah. I can't think of a Denzel Washington film, and I'm probably people are going like, probably shouting the answer, <laughs> but I can't think of a Denzel Washington film that is, is, is what I mean is the action comedy heart that MCU is. I can't either. That's why so I don't would think he, it would, he, would he take that on this late, a change in career path? Yeah. Unless he's a villain. But then again, this another great segue because <laughs> I'm saying this would be a Hail Mary of Marvel's play. Yeah. If they got Giancarlo Esposito, there would be uproar, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Giancarlo Esposito and Denzel Washington as Magneto and Professor X. Ooh, that would be fresh. Similar age. Yeah. Um, and two massive characters where they ain't actually that um, jokey. So yeah. I could see both of those in that role. Who would play what? And the way either could literally be either. Could, I think yeah, I literally change. think Denzel could do literally either or. Yeah. But because he's done villain work, like a training day, he's horrendous in training day, um, Denzel Washington. He's horrible. But a horrible yeah. bastard. But then he does hero stuff as well. Um, so Giancarlo Esposito obviously would maybe be the obvious choice for Magneto. So yeah. I could see Denzel Washington as, I genuinely could see this. Yeah, that could work. That but could work. I'm, again, not saying we're rooting for these or anything like that. We're just, this is the list that was leaked and that could be the only sensible option for those two big names. I think most of that list is correct, apart from Denzel. <laughs> I think they've said, Chuck Denzel on there. Chuck well. Denzel. Just for a laugh. Then. It is a bit odd as you go down the list, you then, I then had to read out Denzel Washington. Yeah. Maybe his son. I uh, didn't actually think John of that. David. John David Washington. Yeah. I didn't actually think of that. He could come. Maybe out. they've got the names wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shit. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying, I think that's why I don't believe this list. Yeah, I think it's... I mean, come Saturday, we could be mugged off. Yeah. And it is fully real and Denzel Washington's out on stage rolling in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, the wheelchair. Um, but there's nothing, I suppose there's nothing more to say on that one. I guess we'll, we'll find out and we'll do a full breakdown for you. Yeah, we'll be live tweeting, so. We will be sure live tweeting, yeah. Uh, right, okay. Um, I think it's the last bit of um, D23 slash Marvel News. So Deadline released a report that Florence Pugh, lovely Florence Pugh, lovely. Um, she is going to be in the Thunderbolts movie as the leader. Uh, her character, Yelena Belova from Hawkeye, uh, Black Widow's sister. Um, the 2024 MCU movie, uh, the team will also include Baron Zemo and US Agent. Can I ask you a question? Go. I don't remember your stance. Wyatt Russell as US Agent. Did you like him? I did like him. Did yeah, you? I liked him. I think I did. Yeah. But I can't, I'm now I'm doubting myself. Yeah, I think you did. I think we all liked him. What What did you like? What was What was about him? It was just, it was just like... He wasn't Captain America. It was a bit like... He starts a bit like the boys. It's like, he just couldn't give a fuck. That's actually a really good point. He's just like a parody. Like, well, I know it's sort of a parody, yeah, yeah, of... And that's what I like. He's just like, he he wants the fame and fortune. But he's got a dark, he's but got yeah, a dark, yeah. dark side to him as well. Okay, no, fair enough. I just, I just wanted to ask that question because yeah. I was just thinking about him sort of... I would assume it'd be them three mainly with Tim Roth's abomination. He'll hardly be in the movie as Tim, yeah. as Tim Roth, obviously. Um, but yeah, so... Do you actually think there's room for this Suicide Squad type? For people that don't know, it's basically Suicide Squad with this Thunderbolts. It's a movie definitely coming. I think we're going to get a lineup at D23 of the actual team members. Are you hyped for this? I could be if they do it correctly. And what I mean is, if they do it like a Suicide Squad and they do it like close to R-rated, okay. 
then I'm I'm on board. Because you gotta remember it's like villains and the dark side of Marvel, the anti heroes. Yes. And they're gonna they're not gonna play by the rule book. Yeah. And that's got a show on screen. So if I'm gonna shoot something in the head and blood splatters, I wanna see that. Well yeah, Bar- Baron Zemo has no I mean he bombed the United Nations in so he yeah. hasn't in civil war, so he has no gripes to just killing someone. Yeah. So yeah, as you say, I want to see that, and also Baron Zemo is fucking so cool. Oh, so I would uh, Daniel Brawl on it. Yeah. I'd love to. I want him back. Um. But yeah, I just thought I'd, I'd ask that because I'm not entirely sure if I'm on board for okay. this. But then as but what you just said, if they said okay, we are going to do R rated, we're going to see some peeps die. Yeah. Hundred percent. I'd I'd have it. Her as leading the line, she's fantastic, Florence Pugh. Yeah. I don't see her bossing. No, the thing is, her stock is high at the minute. And she's got that film of Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles. Don't worry, darling, which she's being praised for today. Yeah, yeah. massively. And I think her stock is high. So I think by then she she could lead it. But I'd preferred Zemo or US Agent to to lead the... Zemo made more sense to me. Yeah. Um, Not just because uh, from comics and animated shows that I've watched, Zemo led, led Thunderbolts at the time. But also, I just feel like Daniel Brohl's presence and the the power of Zemo I mean he took down the Avengers to be fair to him yeah. <laughs> for a while yeah, exactly. he legit done it so and, uh, uh, and, and he's a man <laughs> and I'm he's joking. a man I'm joking uh, yeah that's Connor cancel him I'll <laughs> carry it on carry <laughs> my own uh, anyway but yeah so um, we'll, like I say that I think we're going to get some details at D23 set. I'm really really excited for it's D23 kick off, it? It, I'm a little bit gutted about the news that it's not going to be live streamed now yeah. Uh, so for people at home that can't watch it, that uh, the only bit that's not being live streamed is the D23 Hall H, which tells me it's going to be huge. But yeah. we will obviously have all the updates for you. Um, so go follow Twitter, for God's sake. Uh, anyway, moving on. Right, this is where I want you to tell me what tickles your... I'm pointing at his lady parts. Henry, um, <laughs> Henry, Henry Cavill. I have three casting... <laughs> I have three casting news for you this week. Yeah. And I want you to tell me in order, actually, actually rank them for me. Okay. What what hypes you the most? So, first of all, Sir Ben Kingsley will return as Trevor Slattery in the Wonder Man series for Disney+. Plus. Obviously, for people that remember him from Iron Man 3 uh, and also Shang-Chi. Hypes? Uh, yeah, I like Sir Ben Kingsley. I think he's an absolutely phenomenal actor. He was quite good in Shang-Chi. He was good in Shang-Chi, yeah. So, yeah okay, that. Keep, keep that in mind for yeah. a second. Jeffrey D. fucking Morgan has been cast in The Boys Season 4. That's big boy. That is big boy. That's big boy. Connor's widened his thighs for me. As (laughs) as I mentioned Jeffrey D. Morgan. My shorts are coming down. (laughs) Well, that is, at at the moment, that that takes it immediately. Okay. Uh, Now, this one, I do think you're really going to like this one, but I think you forgot about it. Do you know what I'm going to say here? I think so. Okay. Uh, So, Brendan Gleeson. Yep. Uh, has been cast in Joker 2, along with Lady Gaga and Joaquin Phoenix. For people that don't know Brendan Gleeson, he played Mad-Eye Moody uh, in Harry Potter franchise, uh, as well as in Bruges, Edge of Tomorrow. Very, very Troy, big, big name. Yeah. So now, rank them for me. Uh, the fire, the fire's wise, yeah, Jeffrey D. Morgan. Speak. Jeffrey D. Morgan is top of that list. Okay. 100%. And it's the boys as well. Yep. And the boys don't really get it wrong with casting. They don't. They, they do nail it. And then it's Brendan Gleeson after. And then, sorry, Sir Ben, but you are last. Only because you're Trevor Slattery. Yeah. It's simply for the It's character. more fun rather than... So, two, I'll, I'll, go, I'll circle back to Jeffrey D. Morgan, but Brendan Gleeson, I'm sensing either he's going to be like the... Because uh, uh, obviously the reports that it's going to be mainly set in Arkham. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. So, either he is going to be... I could see him... People were trying to say, 
I bet he's another inmate. I bet he's Penguin of that universe. I bet he's this. I bet he's that. I'm t- I'm calling it right now, so I will remember this. I bet you he's the warden. Flip it. I bet okay. you he. Do you do you call a psychiatric the warden? It's not a warden. Is it a warden? Yeah, because you, they, they lock you away there. So yeah. No, not not not. Sorry, not like a. a yeah, no. Sorry, th- this is where I'm mixing up. So like a prison. They, they're guards, but they report to the warden. Oh, yeah, sorry, in, yeah, yeah. But in a psychiatric patient, they're called wardens, I think, they're yeah. actually like guards. But whoever is the, like, who runs Arkham, Top I think boy. he's the, the big boss. Yeah, that that's a shout. And I, I think, think he's going to call him into the office and have and stuff like that. Yeah, Penguin's too obvious. Yeah. I don't think it'll be Penguin. I don't think you need a Penguin, really. No, I, I think you will see some villains that have yeah. passed their time because you could have fun, you're in Arkham, have fun with Batman's rogue gallery. But yeah, I just thought I'd say that. That's a good shout. Now, with Penguin as well, if you, if Brendan Gleeson's Penguin now, that's it. He's Penguin going forward. Yep. So you got to stick with it. Yeah. So I think that's a good shout. Okay, forward. fair. Yeah. Now, back to JDM. Mm. I'm going to tweet you, JDM, because I follow <laughs> you. Uh, you're active on Twitter, so fair play to you. Um, but yeah, JDM, Jeffrey D. Morgan is cast with the boys. This is fantastic. Yeah, really good cast. Uh, would you like him as a boys? One of the boys to basically a good guy slash bad because the boys are hardly great. Or would you want him to be a soup like a villain? Because it is a big name. Is he going to be a villain? Yeah. I, see, I would prefer him as one of the boys. I think so. Yeah, I think that's better. Because the main villain of, the, of this show is Homelander and they've got to focus just on Homelander. Yeah. And Homelander has his battle. I mean, he could battle Homelander. True. But as a boy, I think, not as an other Yeah. Boy. It's, I'm sure it's obviously going to be a recur. You know, it's going to be a recur. It's too big a name. He's going to be in multiple episodes. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just like you said. They always nail the cast, and they've done it so great with Jensen Eccles and Soldier Boy. That's clearly not going to be done. But uh, yeah, just fantastic, and I cannot wait to see what they're doing. It's currently filming for for people in Toronto, I believe it is. Um, so let's move out of the casting and onto something really random. Again, Con, do your best at telling me whether you want this or not. Oh, okay. uh, this was very surprising. So uh, Variety released a report that King Kong is getting a live-action series and is currently in development at Disney+, Plus, which is separate to the Apple TV series currently ongoing, which are centred around Godzilla. The series is confirmed to explore the origins of a new Kong mm. and the mysteries of Skull Island... Whilst you gather your thoughts, what's strange about this for me is the film Kong Skull Island did explore some of the mysteries with Skull Island. Yeah, it's, it's in the name. Yeah, uh, and a new Kong. What's wrong with the old Kong? I don't. Is it part of the MonsterVerse? Because apparently the Apple TV one is. This is getting too confusing. I don't know what's going it's on. Just here. all over the. Place. I'm having me fanta. And why Disney? Why Disney got it? I don't understand. Yeah, so, uh, the only thing I can think of, I think, legendary. I think it's. I think Legendary have the rights, and Warner Brothers distributed the movie. So Legendary are just like. I whore. think Legendary's are being a whore yeah. and saying, "Whore himself out." Yeah, whore himself out to Apple TV. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm gonna at you. I'm gonna at Jeffrey D. Morgan and say Connor's got his eyes wide open for you, oh, yeah, and ready. then at Legendary, stop being a whore. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, that is very very confusing for the MonsterVerse fans because believe it or not, they are out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess we do like King Kong. Yeah. But I, I, I suppose I want it. I guess I do want I do, it. I guess I do want yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I think that's how I'm going to leave it. I do want it, but okay. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Yeah, it's like I'm being forced against my will, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I'm being a whore. I'm being a whore, <laughs> yeah. I'm being a whore, basically. It's gone wrong. <laughs> um, right, so speaking of not going, not sure where the fuck is going on, mm. it's been a roller coaster for DC. 
Oh, it's been a nightmare. Uh, I'm going to go through some of... I'm not going to go through it all because we'll be here all day and Connor's <laughs> thighs need to shut at some point. <laughs> um, let's start with the big news that apparently they've found their Kevin Feige in inverted commas. Mm. Um, it's been very public that David Zaslav wants to find this... Um, this Kevin Feige type person to have a 10 year plan for the DC universe, uh, separate it from all the other studios, just like Marvel has done with Disney. He's brought in Alan Horn, who's one of the biggest names in producing history in Hollywood to be a, a consultant. Uh, and now the news is Dan Lin is the new head of DC head of films and TV vouched by Alan Horn and reporting directly to David Zaslav. Um, just again, whilst I come, before I come to you, I'm just going to rattle off some of the stuff Dan Lin is known for because yeah. he has got a bit of an impressive resume. Okay. Um, he, so, again, he's a producer, just like Kevin Feige was. He's not a director, yeah. which I think is what someone like this needs. Yeah. Don't have directors that have their own ways of doing things, etc. Um, Kevin Feige, before he started at MCU as president, he's just done a few producing things on X-Men, Spider-Man, of Sony back in 2004 and stuff. Okay. He was not a massive name. Yeah. He was learning from Amy Pascal, who's the Sony chief. So um, some of the stuff he's done, sorry, is the It movies, which is obviously quite successful, live action Aladdin, um, the Lego movies. Uh, all of those three are, are quite highly rated and done very well box office wise. Yeah. He's done loads of things, other things, which I won't rattle off too much, but like the Robert Downey Jr. Um, live action, Sher- Sherlock Holmes, etc. So, and then from what I've read, he's, He's quite well thought of. They're big IPs as well. Quite big IPs. Yeah. Um, so does this do anything for you? Or I think if um, Alan, Alan Horn, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If he's vouched for you, then I think you're the man. Okay. That makes that, a, a fair boy. point. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I think this is what they need. Mm-hmm. And so long as he's the right man, I mean, maybe give him a trial run. Yes. And say, give us your plan. We need to know what your plan is. Yeah. And then see how we go from there. When would you expect a plan? When do you, I'll tell you, when do you, Connor Thomas, want a plan for DC? Because it has, in fairness to him, it's been a messy handover. We're going to get onto some other stuff in a second. Mm. When do you expect this? Because he, he said, to be fair, David Zaslav, that he's putting together a team for a 10-year plan. Yep. Looks like he's getting his team together now. When do we need a plan to know what's going on with this DC universe? I think we need a plan before the next film comes out, which is that Aquaman. Uh, back, Aqu- that's coming now Aquaman's pushed back Let's. I'll, whilst we're on that I'll just throw yeah. that in uh, Aquaman 2 has been pushed back to December 25th of 2023 uh, the next one film for us then would be obviously you've got Black Adam but I'm not oh, yeah. I'm not I think that's a little bit separate at the minute. Yeah, I think so. Obviously, I, I do think Henry Cavill is going to be in the end credits. I, I think that is tr- a true rumour, uh-huh. but let's leave <laughs> And there's the thighs. Um, <laughs> uh, let's leave that for now. So the next one after that would be Shazam in March 17. That's the new date for people. Um, that was also pushed back. Yeah, so I think six months, give us a plan. Six think, months, give us a plan. I think that's absolutely what we need. Yeah. Um, Whilst we're on movie dates, do you think Aquaman 2 being pushed back is more weight to the fact that Keaton is no longer going to be the DCEU Batman and Ben Affleck may be having some talks here? The reason I'm saying this for people, if you don't remember, Aquaman 2, he is now Ben Affleck in that movie as Bruce Wayne as Batman. Um, This now comes out after The Flash. Yes. remember oh yeah of course so the flash comes out in june this now comes out in um december the flash is supposed to was supposed to introduce michael keaton and then have him in this new timeline as batman yeah i don't 
see how that works. Ben, ben Affleck is also in The Flash. I don't see how that works now with six months later, Ben Affleck shows up again. It's all lining up. I think this, there's too many things happening now. Yeah. And I think Keaton is out. Well, you've got to remember that Ben Affleck's now got J-Lo back on his arm. <laughs> He's got to pay them bills. Exactly, he's got, got to, to pay, pay them dollar bills. bills. Uh, so I just, I, something's happening here, for yeah. the good or better. I'm not saying uh, for good or worse. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. I, I love Ben Affleck, but I do think, as you said, too many things are happening, and it looks to be that Keaton's the plan of Keaton is not no longer happening. Yeah, whether you liked that or not. All I say for Affleck is, don't be fooled by the rocks that he's got. Just, <laughs> uh, that's, we could just end it there. Shut, <laughs> yeah. I'm shutting the laptop. Thanks for listening. Uh, so, right. Do we go straight onto that? I think we should. So, Ezra Miller. There's not, not oh, yeah. much to talk about. We are actually going to play a little... Uh, a, a leak, not a sort of a leak of the score in a minute. It's only about 10 seconds long. But, um, do you want to should we play it now for him? Whenever you want. Have a look at this. Yeah, this is the score for The Flash in June. <laughs> Did you like that? I really like that. Did you get Danny Elfman's Spider-Man from yes. that? It was weird, wasn't it? It was, um, like, it was like Danny Elfman and it was a bit of hands in with the Dark Knight as Exactly, well. yeah, brilliant. Like yeah. a baby of that. Um, I, felt, yeah, I just wanted to put that in there because I thought that did sound quite touchy. Yeah. Um, anyway, Ezra Miller, we won't go into that, the, the full story, because I'm sure that, that the, the story will develop over the next coming months. But Ezra Miller has released a public apology, as everyone knew. Um, he then had a meeting with the Warner Brothers Discovery leadership to discuss course correction Ooh. leading up to The Flash, and apparently it went very well. Uh, he, leased, he released a statement, as we said, sort of um, saying he's had some you know, massive trauma with uh, personal issues, uh, not excusing anything he's done. Um, and I'm not sure what, what this means. I think he won't. Do you think he's going to be a part of any of the press? No. I don't think so. I, I think it's... I feel for the man because he is a Flash, a massive character in a massive franchise. He's obviously got mental health issues and I think he can't cope with it. So I think they have to keep him out of the press mm. because press are vultures and they're going exactly. to ask. They're yeah. just going to ask. And they're trying to goad, etc. Yeah. So I, I think they'll sideline him and as we just said, Keaton and Affleck, you have at your disposal. Yeah, I think so, that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. Use them <laughs> and just go, just keep putting Batman images up yeah. and it sells. Uh, but anyway, so at least at least he's come out. People ain't happy because, which I completely get, understand. He's he's done some wrong, um, and he's not really sort of massively apologised. I don't know what really more he can do other than release that statement saying I've fucked up. Mm. Um, but if they can keep him quiet for now, basically what I'm trying to say is it's not getting cancelled. No, it's yeah. Uh, one, it costs too expensive, and two, this is why it's not getting cancelled. It's been reported again by Deadline that it's the highest rated DC film with test scores since the Dark Knight trilogy. Jesus. Uh, it was apparently test scoring. So I think Black Adam and Batgirl was test scoring at like 50, 60, and this was getting 80 and 90. Holy hell. Um, and also test screening. Again, dead, this isn't uh, rumours. This is big, massive trade reports it's confirming. Uh, Deadline actually used the word, it's amazing. Oh, so, um, yeah, can't cancel it. It does seem like they've got a blockbuster yeah. on their hands. So it's not being cancelled. They're yeah. just going to try and keep him shut up until June. And then I think he'll probably be done. I don't have a clue. But um, yeah, what? how does that news help help you? Because you, for a long time, you've been looking forward to this flash. I have. And, and 
A lot of the reason was Ezra Miller. I think he's fantastic as a Flash. Yeah, you never said that to me. Yeah, before. I think he really fits the character. I think he's got a way about him in um the the scene when he's he's doing the run uh, that won the um yeah. Oscar fan favorite moment, which yeah. people were not happy about. Yeah, the Speed Force, Fan- fantastic moment, one of my favorite moments, and I've been buzzing for this film because I like the Flash. I mean, it's a cool character. Ezra Miller plays him well. He does play Barry, and I well. think it'll be a shame if he has to pack it in. Yeah, because the film is a blockbuster, or could be a potential yeah. blockbuster. Because of him, and obviously Affleck and Keaton, but he's one of the main reasons. Well, you, you, you're absolutely right, because, again, for people that don't know, the reason this couldn't be reshot um, because of his antics and get someone else in is because he's playing about three different people. Yeah. So I did hear someone say that he's basically in every scene, whether it's as a bad version of Barry Allen or Barry Allen himself, etc. So you just simply cannot reshoot that. Yeah. Because it would basically cost $200 million again. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it's just I really hope the work. My worst fear, and it sounds like it's going to be yours as well, Con, is that he does more antics and they are forced. I think they will. It'd ha- have to. Yeah, I think when you're unwell, you're unwell. Yeah, and I think when you're in the the spotlight, like this film's going to be pressure because he might be thinking, "What if this film shit?" Yeah, and he must go. Don't know what's going on in that head. It's a, it's a shame we've said before Sasha Cow, Supergirl it's such a big moment for her yeah. fans are excited to see Ben Affleck and Keaton back and it sounds like this is the linchpin for the new DC universe so a lot rides on this not just their billion dollars which it sounds like they're probably going to get a billion dollars out of it yeah. if it's as good as apparently it is so uh, I guess we'll see on that and we'll, and we'll update you as it folds uh, and then lastly I just thought I'd end on something that's I thought quite nice Batgirl mm. uh, it got a movie funeral did you see that? No so uh, they called it a movie movie funeral where they got the cast and crew to come to the Warner Brothers studio lot and they showed them the film. Oh. It was unedited because it hadn't done, despite reports, it hadn't actually done its VFX works and done all that, but they did show it. I thought it was deleted. Uh, yeah, exactly. Lies. Yeah. But it, it, it can't be seen again for anyone that does have hope out there because they are doing a tax write-off. So yeah. I can never make money from this again. So I just thought I'd end that. It was quite nice because it's people are fan campaigning around this, just like the Snyder Cut, etc. Yeah. Um, so it is nice. So it, yeah. is that a nice little... Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace. It's, not it's, it's, it's a shame. I mean, I've been seeing clips on TikTok with uh, Brendan Fraser. He's got the film The Well. That's it. And like he's coming out and everyone's clapping him. He just looks such a humble man. I, I don't think he realises how loved he is. He doesn't. He, he always tears up when people will say, like, you don't realise. Yeah. Oh. So it was sad for him, and obviously for uh, who was what was playing Batgirl? Uh, it was Leslie Grace. Yeah, so yeah, just a shame for all of them. But yeah, yeah, I don't think you had J.K. Simmons and Michael Keaton who were playing uh, Commissioner Gordon, and obviously Batman. I'm not sure they care. I don't think they turn up. I don't think they turn. I'm not yeah. sure they're aware of the news. No, nope. uh, <laughs> they're just going. I'm pretty saying ten years time. Uh, did that release? Yeah, when's that coming out? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but anyway, it is sad for some of the people in that. Um, yeah. But it's. I think that's the it's done now in the coffin, as you will. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's pretty much it for news. Ooh, lovely. Uh, I think we should now go on to our rankings of. Do you need a break, Com? I'm going to look at you first. I feel fine. You feel fine. I feel fine. We've we'll cracked through. Right. What we're going to do for you, as we said, there's three shows airing at the minute on TV. We have off screen, off air, decided the rankings. Mm-hmm. So we are going to start, Connor. What's your Least favourite of the three currently on air now. That's She-Hulk, that's Rings of Power, and that's House of the Dragon. What's the least favourite and why? Absolute easy decision, She-Hulk. The show. Before you get into this, you 
liked this. Yes, I did. I need to know what changed Conaty. The first episode was, I thought it was cool because it was like, okay, we introduced this new character. The character seemed quite serious and like bonding with Bruce and just finding her powers and finding her way. Yeah. Setting up something good. And I thought, okay, this is fine. I like the, the fourth wall, the little clip in that. I was like, you okay, did this, like is, that, yeah. this is good. This is good. There's potential. And then it just fucking went right downhill. <laughs> the, the show is a joke. It's like a parody of a Marvel show. It's ridiculous. And, I mean, what, the straw that broke comes back was the end credit scene, or the final episode, the, the last episode, sorry. Everyone's probably seen it online where She-Hulk and Megan Lee Stallion are twerking. This is ridiculous. Well, let, let's stick on that just for a second before we go on to any of the good, the bad, and the ugly CGI. Um, let's start with that twerking video. What, I'm, what I want to ask you, Con, is you use the word parody, and I completely agree with you. What's the difference? This is supposed to be a legal comedy. So yeah. people might now be, so I'm going to play devil's advocate and say, well, it is supposed to be a joke. It's supposed to be funny. It's a legal comedy. Mm. But is there a difference between a comedy show and a parody to you? Absolutely, yeah. Chris. Yeah, this is like a comedy. For me, I don't find it funny, a big green person twerking in an office. There's nothing funny to me about that. Even the jokes, they're not really funny. I'm not really laughing out loud at it. I think the one bit I did laugh at loud at was... Um, the guy that she's her like co-workers, a colleague's defending. Yeah, in the courtroom, he was funny. I he's actually made. Is that the one who had the basket? He go and he shows her. Goes, this is the best toilet for pooping. Yeah, that bloke. He's actually yeah. not. He's quite funny. To he's be good. Fair. And that's the comedy I like. It's just like stupid comedy. Yeah, and it's like it's not really supposed to be that funny, but it's funny. He just plays it well. But and we've got the issues like this is a female-led show, all about women, woman power, and whatnot. And you got a twerking. See, that's a really good point because it's yeah. been brought up by many people. The, the whole point of the show, she said it multiple times. Ow. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. <laughs> you know, sorry for that voice break. If I don't know if you heard it or not, but it, I, I, it hurt me. Um, anyway, Jesus, regain yourself. Um, that's a really good point about the twerking. Because she said multiple times how it's hard for her in law as a woman. Yeah. Why are you then twerking in all glass windows in your office? Yep. So the whole office and your boss, who's an old white male, like obviously with all this wokeness and stuff. Yeah. You are. Why would you do that if you're struggling? Yeah. You should, that's not something to, for a young girl to look up at. No. Look up to and think. I want to be a lawyer and twerk in an office. If I be a lawyer, I can twerk in an office. With Megan See, this is the thing. I don't. I, it just doesn't really make sense for me because the whole point of the show is about. And I know people are saying it's just a fun end credit scene, and I get that. I really do. Uh, well, I don't. I didn't think it was fun, but yeah. regardless of the point of it, I do think for a cheap joke, like you said, they did go against the foundations of her struggling in law. Yep, one hundred percent. And she sort of sold her soul because now she's got to be. She Hulk all the time. So it's yes, like, it's, the messages are all, all wrong. Yeah, that's 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 actually that's what I'm trying to say. You yeah. just some the mess. I don't know where the messages are going here. Yeah. Just, um. But anyway, she, let, let's talk about a little a little snippet of that CGI. Oh dear. I don't know what's going on in some places. I actually go. That looks pretty good. Yeah. And we know the Hulk looks good, and we know Abomination looks good in places. Um. But yeah, they, them two are fine. But her, she's so off and on with the CGI. I know the bit you're talking about. Explain as well. that bit. So the bit when she's walking into her office. I'm not sure if if people play FIFA. It's like a FIFA 22 manager mode cutscene 
It's, it's like a sim. It's like a Sims character. Yes, it is. It's just so off. It's like they haven't bothered finishing it. It's really bad. It's it's they complete. Really got it off in places. I yeah. don't know if that's a budget issue. Um, but yeah, just She Hulk in general. Uh, I do you know what really annoyed me? I really liked the second episode. Mm. The reason I liked the second episode, I felt it was a little bit more serious, and she had massive struggles in that because she lost her job. Yeah, the She Hulk life was affecting her Jennifer Walters life. I really liked that aspect. It introduced Tim Roth and introduced this massive legal case yeah. of representing Emil Blonsky. Because then I said to myself, yeah, actually, they did pump him. The US government did pump him full of stuff in 2008 Incredible Hulk yeah. movie and forced him to do things. So is he actually... He had a point. Yeah, he had a point. He had a point. So I really liked it. Was this setting up a big, massive legal case? Then no. The third episode comes around and it's half the episode is focusing on a trial of Megan Thee Stallion. What well, I don't understand whose idea that was to get her in. And obviously the, we've got the first look at the Wrecking Crew. Oh, they were just a joke. I didn't even write them down. <laughs> look, the, the people are going, oh, no one's Wrecking Crew fans anyway. I, no one's saying there are. No. I, I have seen the Wrecking Crew in animated shows. They're all right, nothing, whatever. But to just make four dudes with... They robbed. They robbed a Asgardian construction site. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh. It's just a joke. Um, yeah, it was just perfect. Even the fight scene of her pushing them into a wall and stuff—it didn't look good. No. Nah. Um, but yeah, it's. I don't really know what more to say on She-Hulk. We will continue to watch it because it is MCU related. But unfortunately, I think it's just another Phase Four project where you're left thinking. Is is this where we're heading with yeah. the MCU now? And yep. makes you worried for things, as you said, like Thunderbolts. Are they going to do it R-rated Suicide Squad? But yeah, you can it's see the depressive face on us, um, especially for you, because you, you did really like it at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I guess something clearly is going on with Hulk. I'm more intrigued about that, and in, I shouldn't be. Exactly, it's She-Hulk. He's going off, obviously, uh, in yeah. um, to Sakaar. He's on a ship, and he's off. So it definitely is setting up another story of Hulk. But... I mean, is there anything else you want to say on that, or is that does that sum up why that's sitting in rank three for us? Yeah, I think that, that sums it up. It's just a share of shit. It, <laughs> hopefully, it changes. People obviously do love the show, and I really am glad people are enjoying it. But I didn't, I didn't sort of fall in love with the MCU for for projects like this. Yeah. Um, and you can say all you want that it's a Disney Plus show and just enjoy it. But we know She Hulk, we know Miss Marvel. We they're going to be big players in films in places to come and they're not just disney plus shows and that's it it's all mcu canon so it's not like a throwaway series for me yeah and I, I i always got a problem with people say that because a lot of people say that take it as it is take it as it comes just go with the flow you know what marvel is now just just watch it and have fun with it well no you still got to produce quality because if it's not good then i'm going to say this is shit it's not this is shit but i know what marvel is so i'll just have fun with it that's that's not what it's about you've got to have a good time with you've it. just put yeah words out of my mouth that's yeah. exactly what i would say to people when they say that i don't know i've never said that about a show ever i've, I've never, never put on a show and gone this ain't that good i'll just have fun with it let it forget about it if it if it's shit i'll say well this is shit, shit yeah and you'll turn it off or you'll finish anything that was shit but like you say some people feel now that maybe mcu has some sort of right to yeah. produce divisive and subpar shows and you or, must like it. And you must you must enjoy it. Or if you don't, don't worry about it. No, I will worry. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you don't, you're not a fan. Yeah, so yeah. I think you've you've nailed that perfectly there. So I'm gonna come straight to you then. Keep the keep the ball rolling. 
Give me rank number two. So we're left with Rings of Power or we're left with House of the Dragon. What's next Next on your quality? So number two, Rings of Power. And I watched, um, so two episodes released on Friday. I watched one episode. And unfortunately, but as expected with me, because I haven't been a big partner for this anyway. No, you haven't. I watched the first episode and I didn't watch the second one. The first 12 minutes of this show, fantastic. The the battle, when he's, what's the character's name? The uh, Gladriel, who is the uh, yeah. elf woman, her brother. You're talking yeah, about her the, brother. Yeah, yeah. So the, he has a battle there, and it just looks spectacular. And you can see the money has gone into this show without question. It's phenomenal. And I thought you've got me. Yeah? Mm. I'm, I'm in. And I texted you. And I said, "I'm going to carry on." I'm yeah. like, you've got me. And then about 20 minutes later, I went to like the elf people, Lenny Henry's elf people, whoever they are. And I thought this is a bit rubbish, mm. a bit boring. See, I am annoyingly agreeing with you. Mm. Uh, so Connor isn't a big fan of, of, of Lord of the Rings. You've never actually watched Lord of the Rings, but in terms of fantasy, not your wheelhouse. Is not, that correct? Not a cup of tea. So like no. you watch like the Netflix that Netflix show. Sandman? No, is it Lock and... Lock and Key. I have watched Lock and Lock Key. Lock and Key. Yeah. Sure <laughs> I think, yeah. Is that the one? I think there's one... Yeah, you watch them all. But yeah, it's not really... You, you think of Shadow and Bone? Shadow and Bone. Sorry, yeah. That's yeah, really yeah. fantasy. Because people... House of the Dragon, which clearly is ranked number one, and we're going to get onto that in a second... They're not the same show. So, yeah. yeah, there's swords, but and there's dragons, but that's it in terms of fantasy. It's yeah. the dragon, isn't it? Um, that's it. So, yeah, so do you want to just stay on the, the visual effects for a second? Yeah. How good are they? Oh, it's, I said to you, it's not television. It's like, it's like a film. The whole thing is like a film. It looks so good. It's just crystal clear. If you've got like an 8K TV, you're basically there. Mm. It's just, it looks spectacular. And the, the shots they've, they've taken... It just it's just really good. Yeah. I, I worry that's where all the money's gone. See, I, I do agree with you. Um I've I've not got much to say on it. We will um, obviously maybe down the line we'll get into we are gonna get into these shows in more detail once we hit pivotal moments like mid season and, and finales, etc. Mm. But for now, just giving it a quick rank. Uh, I Rings of Power, I agree with you. It looks fantastic. Um they have set a lot of groundwork and world building like you have to, but I did find it quite tedious. By the end, I watched both episodes. I found it very tedious by the end of episode two. Mm. Um, and yeah, uh, not really much more to say. I I am worried they're not going to stick the landing in the rest of these episodes, yeah. even though they have now done the necessary world building. I'll let you know if, I, if I'm wrong in my statement here. But yeah, that's why it's sitting at number two, because I think for us, it looked fantastic. It did well in showing off a new world. I liked the way they'd done the map. Yeah, and it really put you cool. into the map and then put you back out into live action. It's really cool. But yeah, I think it, it, it faulted on the story. Yeah, it's a shame as well because they're going up against House of the Dragon, which we'll get onto in a minute. But maybe that was that an effect, you think, for you? Maybe. Yeah, because there's two different styles. And maybe I'll just prefer the Game of Thrones style over the Lord of the Rings style. But I think for, if you spend that much money, you, you should hook people. Not just first 10 minutes, which they've done. Yeah. First episode's got to keep you. I think that's fair. Me. Especially for was it like an hour episodes? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it does need to keep for an hour. Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh, so well that just proves it. We're now onto House of the Dragon. So yes. that's the top ranked show. This is fucking brilliant. This it's show, fantastic. Uh, so tell me, Con, why? What's good? What's bad? Is there any bad? Uh, why do you love it? I don't think there's any bad. I will say it right now. This show doesn't miss. I haven't watched the latest episode. I'm watching it tonight. It, it, it's picked up from Game of Thrones. And I was worried that maybe it won't be like Game of Thrones style. It's exactly the same. And even the second episode, it's a Game of Thrones theme song. I didn't think they'll do that, but they did. 
The characters, the casting's fantastic. The characters are fantastic. The dragons are fantastic. We get to see dragons. <laughs> it's just, and it's good seeing like the throwback. You see like the Starks and the uh, Baratheons when they're they're taking a knee and stuff, and it's they just cannot get it wrong. Matt Smith is fantastic. I'm coming again. Before I give my two pens, I want to come again with a question for you. How are you handling the fire and blood storyline? So this is a, for people that don't know, it's a book. Um, and it's a weird book where it's actually just listing events rather than giving you stories in the book. So mm. what I'm saying is there's time jumps in this, as you're aware. So from episode two, there was a six month time jump. In episode three, it's I think it's three years. Yeah. How are you feeling they're handling that the six month i didn't mind but i'll tell you next week yes after this episode because i think that is a long time oh, you message me tonight after you've watched it thank immediately you. You uh, with and facetime me with holly please <laughs> um yeah so i think they handle it perfectly i'm really yeah. liking uh, i'm not going to go go into it because obviously people have only literally probably just watched it as well so non-spoilers don't worry um there's like i say the best thing i think about game of thrones which i think you agree on me is the casting choice yeah it's just it, I actually find it quite boring how they don't miss every single from original Game of Thrones actors to every new season the people they introduce they seem to just be brilliant actors yeah and I don't understand how they keep nailing it they just can't get it wrong uh, just some shout outs in this uh, Paddy Constantine who's King Viserys and, and Millie Alcock who's Rhaenyra Targaryen his daughter their chemistry this third episode their chemistry is outstanding oh I can't wait it's like I, I actually just got a bit funny thinking about this one <laughs> scene anyway um, but uh, Damon Tug, Matt Smith, Damon Targaryen, which do you want to just mention you're not happy about his voice? I'm not happy about his voice because so Damon Targaryen, his character is horrible. He's supposed to be horrible. He's supposed to be like just ruthless and he's a warrior. That's what he is. And yep. Matt Smith's voice just doesn't fit. When they're speaking in, in Valerian, yep. in Valerian. Yeah, that's their language. Well, Valerian, well remembered. Yeah, he, he sounds good. But when he speaks in his little English accent, I just think, now, it reminds me of that film last night in Soho. It just reminds me of him. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, he he makes his character makes up for it. Do you want me to tell you something that might? Um, it's not a spoiler, by the way. Not a spoiler. But you just said two things there. You don't like his voice. Yep. And you feel him. You want to see him basically as a warrior. Yep. In this episode, non-spoiler, he has zero words. He doesn't speak a word of dialogue in this episode. Oh. Yet the scenes he's in, especially the last one. You get your warrior. It is absolutely. I. I'm not saying it's a battle of the bastards or red wedding. Oh my god, Game of Thrones moment. It's by far the best um, scene of this series so far. Yeah. Um. It is just utterly brilliant. Um. And he doesn't speak. I found it really incredible how it ended. And I went. He actually didn't speak a word the whole episode. Yeah, he was fantastic. And you, you might have seen online everyone going crazy about Damon Targaryen. Yeah. You'll see exactly why as soon as you finish the episode. Well, that is a mark of a good actor. Yeah. I like Matt Smith as an actor. I do. I think he's very yeah. good. Some people don't like him. But exactly. Yeah. Uh, I've got a friend, Craig, yeah. Yeah, Greg, yeah. as you know. He doesn't like him. But yeah, um, you get your warrior in this and it's just fantastic. Uh, I've got to watch wait. it again when I get back with Jade. Um, but yeah, uh, just Game of Thrones. Uh, not much more to say. We uh, went... Game of Thrones, sort of the later part of the season, these big reveals and the big twists and starts happening. Of course, we're going to do a big, massive finale episode alongside Black Adam. It's the same weekend. Mm. But for now, I think, you, do you want to just go over the rankings? So you're going She-Hulk as the third yeah. quality. Bloody hell, get better. Yep. Uh, Rings of Power need much more yep. for you to even get close to House of the Dragon. 
and House of Dragon, please keep it up. Just keep going. That summarise yeah, it well. Just keep going. <laughs> You're making us happy. Okay, uh, for now then, let's move on to what's on our screens. Slightly delayed. I'm stretching <laughs> over. It's, it still worked. Connor, talk to me. What is on my screens? Um, Jay, what? I, I've been so busy. You have been busy I've, lately. I haven't been home. So I've been watching She-Hulk, obviously House of the Dragon, mm-hmm. and uh, Lord of the Rings one episode, but I haven't really watched anything To be else. fair, that's actually busy enough. Yeah, that is enough. Uh, one thing, I'll, sort of a segue onto me then. Two things I really need you to watch, and then one thing, please don't. Nope. <laughs> Oh, no, Me? sorry, I have watched Oh, no. you have watched no. Yes, sorry, I watched that on Friday night. What did you think? I really enjoyed it. What? Yeah, I really we enjoyed dis- it. We disagree here. Okay, tell me yeah. why you enjoyed it. So I, Daniel Kaluuya, for me, is one of my favourite actors. Not debating that. He's no so way. good. Kiki Palmer, fantastic. very good. Their chemistry, fantastic. I, I don't know, it wasn't what I was expecting, that's for sure. But I don't know what it was about it. It was just, it had that cool vibe. It, oh, wasn't really it like was a, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it wasn't like a Jordan Peele film. It didn't feel like a Jordan Peele film. I think that's why I was pissed off. Yeah, I see your point. I didn't feel like a Jordan... Because there was... There wasn't much stake. Because it's like, well, if you just look down... You're saying all my notes. Is what yeah, <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, if you just look down, then you're fine. So there wasn't really much to it. You never really thought that was in real danger. Maybe that's why... And with Get Out, it's just... Get Out's the best one he's done. I also, oh, without question, uh, I also didn't feel the classic um, Jordan Peele, because I used to watch his Twilight stuff with my, um, oh, yeah. longer. He, he's very good at, from minute one, suspense, the way he does. He's something simple, like dirt turning a door handle. He cranks up the volume or something, almost to trying to make you jump scare over yeah. little things. And he tries to build you suspense with Get Out. It was just, from minute one of that film, you was just frightened and worried and scared. Yeah. And it was so good. And then the big reveal comes. Yeah. Um that didn't I didn't really have I found myself a little bit bored. Yeah. Um as they were like setting up the cameras and I just didn't feel and then when like you say when it happened also I've watched quite a few films where there's aliens uh, and you, you can't look at them in the eye or you get yeah. abducted. So I've seen that before. Yeah. And Jordan Peele was very good at doing stuff you've never seen before. So I said to myself if I've seen if I think Get Out is 8.5 out of 10. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's absolutely great. Borderline fantastic. Yeah. I'd probably give this a six point five. That's probably that's probably a fair that's probably a fair rating. Yeah. So I thought it's I thought it's I thought it was good. Yeah. But Holly watched it. Holly doesn't watch horror films at all. And she said, "Is this horror?" And I said, "Well, he's a horror director. That's what he mostly does." He is a horror director. Yeah. I agree. So yeah. I said, it, "It might be." I said, "But from what I'm hearing, probably not. You'll be fine." She loved it. Fair. Well, and there you just go. The first horror, horror in brackets that she's watched. It wasn't horror. No, it wasn't. I think I would have towed off on this film if it wasn't for their chemistry, Kiki yeah. and Daniel. They were brilliant. Really? Even the little uh, camera guy thought it was yeah, really, really him. cool. Um, and yeah, next. Oh, also, Gordy, the chimp scene. That, that was my favourite bit. I, I, if that was the film, I think I'd go. Yeah. I literally couldn't, I barely could watch at one point when the when it spotted the Stephen Young's, Stephen Young's uh, little kid sort of underneath the table. Yeah. Oh my God. I thought that would be a fantastic film. This could be a film. Yeah, I thought that, that would, as well. Killer Chimpanzee. Yeah. About all this massive building up, you know when it's going to happen and then this iconic, horrible disaster moment of the whole cast family is just murdered on the stage. Yeah. And it's a live audience in front of a live studio audience. Yeah. I said to, spoiler alert, I said to Holly, I said, don't look because the monkey's going to get shot. Again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Said, is it? I went, yeah. I, I think it's done. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, I just thought, yeah, great to mention that. Um, yeah. Just a couple of things to rattle off. Welcome to Wrexham. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, just a quick one, because I doubt there's many soccer football fans uh, listening, maybe not. But um, welcome to Rexon. It's Ryan Reynolds and Rob, McEnel- Rob McElnenny. Uh, they've bought a little Welsh team called Wrexham, yeah. uh, and it's such a good little series. So definitely recommend that. Yeah, we'll watch that. Samaritan, um, give me 10 seconds. It's the Sylvester Stallone superhero movie. Is that ready? Yeah. Okay. Remember, I think I messaged you the other uh, really quickly. I said, utter dog shit. Oh, yeah, you did. It's so bad. Yes, you did. Um, and then lastly, Book of Eli. Do you, have you, do you remember the last time you watched that? Oh, eight, nine years ago? Ages it must, ago. Yeah, probably was for you. Uh, I don't think I've watched it in about that long. I watched it the other day. Um, I, they don't make movies like that anymore. Yeah. And what I mean, what I mean is, it had Gary Oldman, just this compelling, outstanding actor yeah. as a villain, and you just like was so nervous, and you understood what he was doing. It was just brilliant. Denzel Washington, some of the scenes in that, it's actually pathetic how good he is yeah. at acting. Um, and then it had a really cool twist, and so and it was shot brilliantly. It was under two hours, and I was like. Don't get one off. No, you films don't. Like that. If that was brought out today, that would flop at the cinema. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, but yeah, just thought I'd mention that. Um, but yes, it's uh, it, it's been a busy, busy week for me. And we just mentioned obviously the series. But yeah, um, I'll, all I will say is watch Wilkins of Bloody Wrexham. Yeah, I'm gonna start also. watching that. Uh, but I think that's it. And now for scraps. Bunch of scraps. Scrap. Get your phone use. out. What scraps have I got? I haven't actually got scraps, but I've got some pointless information. Give me pointless, in- which is uh, constitutes a scrap. It's a scrap, yeah. yeah. Um, so High School Musical was on my TV not too long ago, um, and I realised it's set in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The same as Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah, and it's about the same time. So I was thinking, hmm, Walter White and Jesse Pinkman could be running around <laughs> while Troy Bolton singing. I thought it was a cool little... Cool little I thought you was going to say crossover. Fantastic. Yeah. It could be a crossover. I think it would be very good. Just kill Troy Bolton. Easy. Um, and a little wiki fact. Give me it. So I was watching Nope, and I just Googled Jordan Peele to show Holly who Jordan yeah. Peele was, and she said, oh yeah, I know him from Key yeah. and Peele. Um, do you know he's married to Chelsea Peretti? Who's Chelsea Peretti Brooklyn again? Brooklyn Nine-Nine. No, no way. Yeah, he's married to her. She's the same name in the in the series as well, isn't she? Chelsea Peretti. Oh yeah. Yeah, but yeah, they're married. Wait, just just remind me, she's the crazy, like, uh, secretary. Yeah. Yeah, okay, fuck. Yeah, yeah. they're married since 2008, I think it is. Fair play. Which is a pointless fact. That is a pointless fact. I would, I would never have known unless you told me that right now. There you go. Uh, I've only got two quick ones. Uh, just a couple of series that are looking to be renewed and one that definitely has been. So Terminal List. Yeah. Uh, Chris Pratt is in talks to uh, renew that for season two and star. I'll say that. Very good series that yeah, was. I'll say that all day. Um, Umbrella Academy, uh, also not a bit of you. Uh, it's been renewed for a fourth and final season. Lisa's finishing. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Uh, and I think that wraps us up. I think that's it. Box of scraps. So, um, well, just to sum up, uh, it is going to be next week. I'm thinking of doing, for me and you, putting a little plate on for greatest sequels ever because Ooh. we got quite a lot of response to our Twitter. Yeah. Um, I, well, we've got a focus group of about 120 people um, and I want to break that down into the greatest sequels ever and we're going to give our ranking and we're right and you're wrong. <laughs> Um, and then, job. but yeah we'll bring it all out and then obviously the, of course all the usual news and then we are getting back to the big movies of Black Adam we've got Black Panther coming in November we've got Avatar of course uh, but for now it's all about House of the Dragon and the news yeah, so, it feels like a while since we've had a big film it? but if it, uh, I, did, I did read today that this always happens so yeah. this is why people push and delay no one likes to bring movies out in August and September Yeah, um, which is now showing uh, even Spider-Man No Way Home uh, re-release didn't do very well. Didn't it? It lost out to Top Gun at the box office. So you can't stop Top Gun. So Top Gun in its 15 weekend. 
That's mad. Got more money than Spider Man that didn't would come out stops in theaters around February time, I think, last yeah. year because it came out December seventeen. So I thought that would get number one. So, yeah. But yeah, didn't didn't do amazingly. Um, so yeah, people were just not going to the cinema. So well, you just got to listen to us then. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we'll be back next week. This is, this is bye from Brad and bye from Connor. Yeah, thanks for having us in your ears.